All right, we need to talk about pepperoni for just a second. Iso pepperoni is some of the best pepperoni that you will ever try. Now, I'm not saying that just because Iso is a is a uh, partner of ours here at Perfecting Pizza, but I'm saying that because I used them for nearly 20 years in my pizzerias, and I continue to use them today in my mobile wood-fired operation. It's absolutely amazing. The stuff they make, you know, their their sausage, their pepperoni, their salami is out of this world. You need to go to Izo.com, find out who in your area stocks it. If they don't stock it, get a hold of Izo. Go to their website, contact them, and get some samples. Tell them, you, you know, get your vendor to bring some in for you. You need to try it. This stuff is absolutely amazing. Some of the best stuff you'll find. Small company, family-owned company in Columbus, Ohio. Been around for generations. It's absolutely amazing. Make sure you go to Ezo.com, E-Z-Z-O.com, and check them out today. Oh. What's up? Uh, are you ready to just jump into it and knock it out? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, should, should I talk about how we're in West Virginia and we're having all kinds of problems? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Michael Shepard and Siler Chapman from PerfectingPizza.com. We are the two founding members of this uh, pizza operation, and we're also two of the uh, founding members of the World Pizza Champions. I am a four-time World Pizza Champion. Siler is a three. He still has one more to go before he gets up to my level. And um, we are here to uh, give you our um, humble opinions and two cents on pizza. Uh, we've been doing pizza for decades now. Um, it's about all we really know anymore. And um, we just want to share some of our knowledge from those decades, answer some questions, maybe bring some great uh, guests on this podcast. And uh, today um, we, uh, we're going in a different direction. We're actually not having a pizza operator on. We are having a, uh, a what do we want to call um, our guest? He is a... Hey, it's from a, a, tech, a, a technology solution company. Um, you, and, uh, and, and we normally have a, a pizza operator on, but we went different direction this time because this is a, um, it's a product that, for one, to get started with it, it's free. Um, and two, it's, it's, it's so very, very needed in the pizza industry. Um, and, and it's, and it's, and it's, too, it's going to, going to save people tons of money once they get into it but um Siler and i are actually uh we're having a meeting in uh charleston west virginia right now uh we are standing on the uh well Siler's in his mom's truck (laughs) enjoying the air conditioning i'm all the way on the other end of the uh, parking garage we're on the roof of the parking garage i'm trying to find some shade because we can't be too close to each other because our phones are uh kind of echoing and feedbacking and whatever thing you want to call it because our normal podcast app decided they were going to have an outage today. So we've got a CEO <laughs> of a major company all lined up to talk to him. And, uh, you know, we were going to keep it secret that we're like on the part roof of a parking garage in West Virginia, which I love West Virginia. It's actually my favorite state, but, um, it's been an interesting day. So we had to scramble at the last minute. We were using another app to record this podcast. Um, there's uh, noise from the airport. There's a parking garage ventilation system, the air conditioner on Siler's truck. <laughs> it's, it's good times. 
So, um, yeah, but we're making it work and, uh, hopefully you can actually make out what we're saying from time to time, but we're going to just jump right in. We're, um, we're talking about labor, right, Tyler? That we are. And that is a big subject that a lot of people do not want to talk about. So if we only get like six, 700 views on this podcast, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Because, you know, minimum wage keeps going down and employees are like a dime a dozen, right? Oh, you can pick them out of uh, the hate code. Like it's like shooting fish in a barrel, you know, just get them whenever <laughs> you want them, you know? You just, they've got to, it's just like going to the vending machine. You put a dollar in and like five employees come out. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, if you have an issue with employees, you need to come down here to West Virginia, just load them up on a bus and take them back. They're all begging to work down here. They're good. They're qualified. They're ready to go. So... Uh, I, I think they're having the same problems. <laughs> I think they're having the same problems as everybody else. Um, but um, yeah, West Virginia. It's actually it actually is my favorite state. I love I love West Virginia. It is beautiful. Um, yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Breathtaking. Some some of the views from from the mountains. But anyway, labor. Um, it's the employees are not getting any cheaper. You know, fifteen dollar hour minimum wage. What, I, what I've been kind of saying is it's here whether or not the state or federal government is telling you you have to pay it. I mean, I'm, unless you're in some very small areas, it's like everybody we know is paying 10, 12, 15, 18, 20 dollars an hour to their, to their, to their good experienced pizza people. Um, so it's here. $15 an hour minimum wage is here and it's here because of market pressure. And, and if it's going to be here, I'm, I'm happy that it's here because of market pressure um, and not because the government said we had to pay that. Um, so, so how do we deal with it? We got to adapt to it. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's nuts. I mean, what we just had somebody um, replace their longtime pizza. Yeah. Longtime pizza guy is, is what had been with him for like, what he said, like 20 years. Yeah. Um, he ended up uh, quitting and he couldn't find a replacement. So we replaced his pizza guy with a Somerset dough press. Hmm. New, New Jersey years. pizza. <laughs> you, would ne- you would never catch this guy 10 years ago doing a dough press ever. And his father no. the same way. They're old Italians and they ain't going to do it. And And his father was like, I can't believe you're bringing this in here. And he puts it in there and he's like, why didn't we do this a long time ago, you know, because it doesn't mess the pizza up. And it was like, you know, I mean, you could see just enough, but the customers aren't going to notice it. You know, us pizza guys will kind of notice the indifference. But at the end of the day, and he's loving it. And he's absolutely having a huge success from it. Yeah, and it works. I mean, it's a business. You're running a business. And he could not run his business anymore because he could not get a qualified pizza guy to, to that could hand toss pizza. Nobody could hand toss pizza. And he, and he could just couldn't, I mean, I mean, in some other areas of the country, you might be able to go out and find 10 guys that'll come in and do it for $10 an hour, but he couldn't literally couldn't. And so it's like, all right, I'm hiring the, the dough press. It's $0 an hour, but, uh, That's right. well, think about what he paid for it probably was what he was paying that guy to, in two weeks. He just saved all that money and was able to buy a yeah. dough press that paid for itself in two weeks. Right. Now he can hire a 16 year old. Um, high school kids to come in and, and press out pieces. 
Hey, will you remind me to call my uh, stockbroker? I might need to get some stock in Somerset next week. Some stock in Somerset. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get them as a sponsor. Yeah. Um, but the the I mean, so that 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 you know, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking for me, I'm looking back at the way I used to do business, the way we're telling people to to how to do business when it comes to labor, and things things are changing. Um, but there's still some, some universals. I mean, the, the one big thing that has definitely changed and it's sad to say is you we're really having to engineer the people out of the picture as much as possible because McDonald's in addition, what's that? McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's, the, the key yeah, McDonald's already doing it. I mean, you're starting to see they're pushing very hard on when you walk in to order off the big screen, they're going down to one person on the register, but they're trying to push you towards that screen every time you walk in. And people are using it, and people are starting to adapt to it, and they like it. You know, it's it's easy. You push your order, you swipe your card, you go stand in line. Because the person behind yeah. the counter doesn't have personality anyways, so they might as well use the yeah. screen, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather use the kiosk because most of the time, the, the, like you said, the person at the register, they don't want to be there. They, they hate working That's there. Right. No, it's, yeah. not, it's not universal. It's not every, it's not every restaurant, and hopefully – you know, hopefully your operation that's out there is is one where you have people that love their job and they love being there and they're doing a great job. But when it comes down to it, it's hard to find those people and hard to afford them. So, I mean, you're seeing more and more guys are getting rid of. I mean, they're they're finding finding um, their their produce companies that will are willing to pre-slice their onions, green peppers, and other veggies, chop their their lettuce, all of those things. You know, they're doing it. They've got the automation that some of these produce companies to do it in the morning, package it, and then deliver it to you same day. That's that's how I yeah. used to do it. And that's, that was, you know, I think the last time I did that was three years ago. And I can't ima- only imagine where it's at now because produce companies are seeing where it's going and they're like, we got to get on this. There's there's a dollar to be made here if we can if we can automate this and do this for these guys. So, right. Right. Um, you know, you put, put the effort where it's needed, you know, I mean, you really need to do the customers at the end of the day, really care that you have a guy back there with a knife slicing up every single onion, pepper, and, you know, heart of romaine. No, they don't care. Um, but you know, they want to, they, they, they just want the pizza to be good. And so you gotta, you gotta pick your battle. I mean, are you going to, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to pay somebody $15 an hour to do your onion? Or are you going to pay, rather redirect that money and keep on using good quality products to make a great pizza or put some money into your marketing. You know, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, the, the other thing, and, and I know we'll talk about this later is labor budgeting and forecasting. And I know you did this. I think the way we did it is we, we developed a spreadsheet and, and when I got real serious about this, and we may have talked about this on another podcast, but when I got real serious about my labor, I'm like, man, I'm running about two, three percent high all the time. I was always giving the managers kind of a kind of a goal to shoot for, but they always kept missing it. So I'm like, you know, I don't think they have the right tools. And I'd always say, all right, we're we're projecting, you know, twenty five thousand dollars a week, uh, twenty five thousand dollars in sales this week. Um, our labor goal is. 19%. And then the managers would just try and hit it. They would try and try and build the schedule out, try and estimate, and they would never hit it. We'd always be 22, 23, 24. 
And finally, I'm like, you know what? I know we can get down to this. I've done some mock schedules, but I don't have the time to do the schedule every week. So build a spreadsheet. Manager went in and plugged every single person in. They put everybody's pay rates in, and then they built the schedule in the Excel spreadsheet. And because the spreadsheet knew everybody's pay rates, they knew how many hours they were working, we plugged in the projected sales, and then it just showed the manager right on the screen, right? This is how much you've spent in labor, you know, 21%, 22%. It's, it's you know, 4000 5000 or whatever the math came out to be. And then the, the manager would be like, well, crap. I, I'm spending too much. So they would have to go back to the drawing board and they'd have to go in there and start shaving hours. They would shave an hour off here, or maybe they would, they would flip and, and put a, a, a weaker person here and a stronger person there. Maybe bring this guy in at 5.15 instead of 5 because they really don't get busy until 5.15. Maybe right. we don't need That's to right. put him. Yeah, let's not put him out at 9. Let's put him out at 8.45. And before we knew it, the manager was at 19%. And then they just monitored it. And then at the end of the week, we were still at 19%. And then I was saving, you know, you know what came well, out to be tens of thousands. Yeah, well, no, thank you. At 1.3 million in sales, 3%, that's, that's 39,000, Mike. So the bottom yeah, line, oh, yeah. if, I, if I taken, you know, for me, it took me like three, four hours a week just to sit there and do a couple stores. You know what I mean? Like three, four stores. So at the end of the day... You know, if I was saving forty grand a store, I mean that that's a hundred. You know, let's just say one hundred twenty thousand to the bottom line, right there by just taking your time, staggering people in, staggering out. Now, here's the funny part that I know I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna get criticized on it. Sal, I don't have time. I don't have three mm-hmm. hours extra to go do this. I don't. That's why I'm excited about the person that's getting on this call with us today because they have a free service. That is totally going to do it for you. It's all automated. And hello, it's 2019. We finally have some software that can do it. It's not going to break the bank. And oh, if you're in some of these states that have some really crazy laws that are you need to really make sure you're under, well, they got a paid service too for I think like two bucks an employee. You get you get uh, you get covered under compliance, and that is huge. I wanted I wanted this. I've been playing with it, guys, for the last couple of weeks, and I really wanted the software ten years ago. It would have, it would have made my life ten times easier. It really would have. So for my catering business, it's funny. I'm actually going to start it up because even though I only have two employees, guess what? It's two employees that I can keep and make sure I'm doing everything right and really forecasting to watch every penny. Because whether if you have one employee or a hundred pennies, add up the dollars, and we're here to make some money. I think. And That's the easy. only reason why we're here. That's right. We're well, here like to make pizza. money and eat. We're here to eat. We're here to make money and eat pizza. That's the only reason. That's right. <laughs> you know, our guest this week—it's kind of a special episode. We normally have pizza operators on, but labor's so important to everybody right now. It's such a hot topic. We decided we would bring somebody else on. Um, and who we have with us is Roger Abbott, and he is the CEO of Open Simpson. Um Open SimSim is this great app that we discovered um, at one of the uh, restaurant shows um, a year or two ago, and it's just an amazing piece of technology that has taken some really complicated things and made them extremely easy. Um, and that's what you know. That's what pizza operators need. We want as pizza guys, we need things that are simple, easy, 
and we can sit down and knock out really fast. So without, uh, you know, any further delay, um, I want to introduce Roger. Um, Roger, thank you so much for, for being willing to talk to us. Um, glad to have you on the show. Yeah, no, uh, glad to be uh, on the show uh, and uh, happy to share, uh, you know, what we're passionate about, uh, which is software and, uh, and actually software that helps manage labor. Great, great. But the, before we get in, before we... Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I guess. Hey, but, but, but what's his favorite pizza? I gotta know. As as a uh, <laughs> as a pizza guy, that's my first question. I always ask all my friends: Is Roger, what style pizza do you like, buddy? What is? Oh my my goodness. Okay, so you know, I live in California now, but I grew up in Chicago. So I grew up with deep dish style pizza. You know, Uno's, Due's, uh, uh, you know, Giordano's, and out here in California. It's hard to get, uh, but my first love was deep dish pizza because that's what I uh, fell in love with in Chicago. But coming out here in in, um, in, in California, uh, I you know New York style yeah, that that works. That's uh, that's very good. Uh, and you know that's so awesome. now I can I've got two that I love. <laughs> now, what part that's of California are you in? Are you in? Uh, we're based in uh, Carlsbad, which is a suburb out of San Diego. Uh, so it's a little bit, you know, south of uh, Orange County. Um, yes, sir. And uh, oh that's great. Yeah, so you got, you've got, you've got like perfect weather year round there. <laughs> that's what, that's what brought me out here. I, you know, I, I was, uh, I grew up in Chicago and it was, I think 60 below, uh, windshield and I, and the Navy brought me out to San Diego because I, I I was an officer in the Navy and I got exposed to the weather here and I'm like oh my goodness this is uh, too perfect so I just stayed you know after after my military career I just stayed. Nice. nice. Oh that's nice. Well thank you for your so, service too. Yeah absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's good. Glad to do it. I learned a lot. Yeah. Oh I'm sure. The um so so tell us a little bit you know we're gonna we're gonna lead into Open SimSim. To tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, you already told us you, you served in the Navy. Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, 60, 90 second uh, bio and how, what, what led you now to your position there at Open SimSim. And, and then just go right into telling us what Open SimSim is. Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I grew up in Chicago, uh, got a chance to join the Navy and see the world. I did that. I served in the first Gulf War. Uh, you know, had, uh, you know, life learning experiences, uh, from there in terms of, you know, uh, de dealing with lots of, uh, scary stuff and, uh, you know, and, and still uh, getting through it. Uh, and I happened to have a degree in computer science, uh, and I love solving problems. And once I left the military, I saw a need for creating a piece of software that could help businesses manage their labor. Uh, because it wasn't just about the managing the labor. I looked at it and I said, wow, it's actually, if you do it right, it actually touches three different things. Uh, you know, it, it, it touches, you know, of course, you know, making sure that you are uh, operating your business efficiently by not paying too much, but it's also making sure your employees are happy because 
you're meeting their needs, and most importantly, you're meeting the needs of the customers. Uh, and I like that attribute that everybody that software was touching was going to help. And so I, you know, started my career building a piece of software. And this is my fourth company that I've started, my last one, and they've all been in the same space. And they've all been in the space of creating and uh, helping businesses manage their labor. And uh, and each time what I do, as you know, you all know well, you know, technology keeps changing at a very rapid clip. But also what it does is it gives people like me newer, better tools to build solutions with. So the last company we had, we built a solution for uh, the likes of Disney, for example, where the software we created scheduled 70,000 people in Orlando, 40,000 in Anaheim. We've done uh, the Olympic Games, the banks, call centers, you know, uh, retail stores. But what what the key point there was only the very big companies could afford it because the starting price tag was $100,000. And so this company opened since me to create this is that all that know-how with the new technology tools that were available for us to build a solution, we took all that know-how and created Open SimSim for the 85% of the businesses that are small and medium-sized businesses that have the same problems, but they didn't have you know a whole IT team to roll it out or a budget that starts out $100,000. So that's what led me to creating Open SimSim. And it solves the same problem. So, if, if you know, if you've been to Disney, you can see how well it's run and how much they value customer service. Uh, and, uh, and, and believe it or not, they use our technology to deliver that. Uh, and, and the same technology can now be had through Open Simpson for, you know, all, 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 all the pizza operators. And where, you remember I mentioned the three things about how the software what that manages labor and if it's done properly, it helps the business owner make sure that, you know, they don't they don't overspend on labor and they make sure that their employees are engaged and happy, uh, which leads to their customer service because you haven't the right number of people working when they should be. Uh, so, you know, so, so the businesses, you know, uh, have happy customers, which in turn, you know, creates a remote repeat business. But the key thing for restaurants you know, and, 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 and pizzas, uh, shops is that the labor isn't just the front of the house that's serving the customer in the front of the house. It's also the back of the house in terms of the people that have enough people to make the pizza because in restaurant business or the food business, remember your product is the food and the quality of it that you're making. Right. And if you don't have enough people, uh, uh, you may have enough people to take the orders, but if you don't have enough people to build a quality pizza that uh, you know you're able to do, but you can't because you don't have enough people, you know, you, you again, you miss on those two things uh, that, you know, I had shared earlier. What are the two things that people can get wrong? One is the service and the other is the product. So uh, in this case, you know, if the labor isn't managed well, you could actually, you know, affect both of those uh, attributes. So I think I talked for more than 60, 90 seconds, uh, but uh, that's, that's, that's how I got into, into this space and why we think that's very exciting and that why uh, we believe it's going to help a lot of people. Okay. Well, that's fantastic, so, Roger. Yeah. So, so I'm, I, I'm a, so let's say I'm a, um, I'm a, just an average pizza shop owner. My, my name's, yeah, I run, uh, I run Mike's Pizza. Um, been in business for a couple of years. I'm struggling with my labor. Don't know a whole lot about business. Um, 
and I'm thinking, I, and somebody says, hey, have you looked at oh, using OpenSimSim for your, for your employees? And they're like, well, what the heck is OpenSimSim and how do I use it? What, what's, you know, uh, you, of course, you know, Siler and I know what it is because we've been, you know, reading about it, but, um, and we've, we've, you know, done demos of it. But for you to explain, like, like to, to, to a non-business savvy pizza operator, somebody who's there, you know, I don't want to put every pizza operator, paint every pizza operator, somebody who doesn't know business, but, you know, their, their passion is, is pizza and they love making pizza, but, you know, they got to also do this business stuff too. Um, open SimSim. I mean, what, what's kind of like, how do you, how do you explain it in, in very good, very, uh, in layman terms, just that where everybody can understand it and what, what does it do for them? Sure, sure. Okay. So basically, OpenSimSim has a, a, a few different facets and how it helps businesses. And the first facet is, guess what? Every pizza shop owner or manager today has to create a schedule for their employees for the following week, right? And what we do to begin with is our free product that people can go on the website and sign up for will help them to help these businesses do what they're doing today in 80% less time. And also what it will do is it will, because creating employee schedules is a thankless job. So if the manager is doing it or the owner is doing it, it's, it's time uh, that, you know, it, it, it doesn't come back. Uh, and it's not exciting, you know, uh, fun thing to do. Uh, and, and, you know, tracking everybody's availability, request time off and matching all that stuff with what you think you need next Thursday or next Friday. Uh, so we take that process and make it super easy. What we do is that we also create a, have a free app for the employees so that that whole process of once the schedule is even created, the management of it, you know, uh, becomes a lot easier for everybody that's involved. Meaning if the employees want to swap shifts, they can now do it through the app. And if they want to request time off, they can do it through the app. If they want to look at when they're working, they don't have to call and say, hey, can you go back and look at the schedule and tell me when I'm working next week? Uh, all of that stuff just goes away. And that's with our free offering. And what that does is that it reduces the administrative burden uh, of creating the, the schedules, and it also increases the engagement level of the employees uh, and, and and the managers. And it's and, it, and it's easy to use. So we have now uh, businesses in literally over 22 countries. The product runs in Spanish and in English. Uh, and in five minutes, a business uh, can go on our website and set up their company and start getting the benefits of our free version of our product. So that's the first piece that it does. And after that, the other piece that is uh, useful is, you know, your first thing that you mentioned about managing labor. As you know, like in California, you know, the minimum wage is going up to $15 an hour in some areas. And then if it's overtime, it's time and a half of that. Uh, and it's becoming more and more important that these businesses now try to manage these labor costs, uh, on a proactive basis. So we have a piece of the solution that helps manage that. And it does that using that same expensive technology that used to cost over a hundred thousand dollars. And that is forecasting technology and then managing your labor against that forecast. And so we offer that and that's, 
$2.99 per employee per month often gives you that benefit. In addition, what it does, that other area that people have to be uh, uh, mindful of is in California, for example, and it's going to go elsewhere, elsewhere as well. Chicago is rolling out some forms of it, New York and uh, uh, Oregon and Washington State, is these compliance rules uh, around scheduling and meal and rest breaks. And, and so the software also helps you manage the proactive risk there. So like, for example, in California, if somebody's working a five-hour shift, they're entitled to a 10-minute paid rest break. And if they are not offered that during that shift, you know, it's, it, it, there, there's a liability that's created. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and it, it, that in, needs to be uh, available. That information needs to be available that they were offered that break even two years from now, if somebody comes back and says, hey, you know, I worked here and I wasn't given my proper meal and rest breaks. And the onus is on the business owner to provide the details. Uh, and, and it's a very costly uh, proposition to deal with these challenges. Uh, and anybody, you know, if you go and uh, Google PAGA or meal and rest break uh, 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 fines in California, you will see that, you know, the average fine, if these businesses go into mediation is a hundred to $200,000. And if they goes to trial, it's a million dollars. Most businesses couldn't survive that kind of, uh, fine. And also most businesses, uh, aren't aware, or maybe they are that their insurance, the EPLI insurance doesn't cover that. So, uh, that's, that's the big risk area, uh, that uh, business owners need to, do, need to be mindful of. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, Roger was talking about the whole forecasting piece. You know, Mike, I used to spend hours a week doing, you know, when we had multiple stores, showing managers what hours they're allowed and showing them how to come up with it per day, you know, on a manual sheet. And man, it was it was a nightmare every single week. So for you to come out with this is just, I, I wish I'd have had it 10 years ago, you know? To add to what you just said, what the beautiful thing about this is when you put a software like this in place, the software now has all that know-how. So even if that manager that you trained leaves, guess what? All that knowledge still stays with your business. Yeah, yeah that's great. I mean, that's, it, you know, we, we did, and like what Tyler said is, is we did something similar to that is we, I developed a spreadsheet. You know, nobody likes spreadsheets at all anymore, but we, we had a spreadsheet and the manager would be, I would forecast the week's sales and say, all right, we're going to do 25,000 this week. And then the manager would be given, you know, they have to hit a 19% um, hourly labor percentage. And then they would sit down and then plug everybody's hours in and they would have to keep retooling it over and over and over, keep working at it until they hit that 19% or X number of dollars of 25,000. And I mean, it was a lot of work sitting there plugging all that yeah. into Excel. Um, but, but now, I mean, and we still offer that that's, that's available on our website at perfectingpizza.com. But what you've made, it takes it to a whole nother level where, you know, like you said, all of that information stays, it's intuitive, it's an app now. So, you know, while us 40 year old guys can handle spreadsheets our our millennial and, and the next generation that wants an app, those are the guys that are managing pizza shops now. So this is the technology that they want, they, an app they download or a really intuitive web interface. 
you know, it's, it's, you're, you're with the times now. This is, this is perfect. It's a perfect solution. And yeah, it's free. It's from the mom and pop guy. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't have a ton. It's free. Yep. Yeah. You betcha. Yeah. You betcha. Because our, our, our goal is we want to go out and, uh, get in front of, uh, see, it's an expensive proposition to sell door to door. But we believe that if we can create a very good product, and by the way, our scheduler now is uh, the most recommended employee scheduler in the world, uh, rated by Gartner and Capterra, uh, that uh, the word of mouth uh, is, you know, uh, is creating this thing. We don't spend any money on marketing. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, our goal is, hey, we create, you know, using that same philosophy. You know, if I go to a, a pizza shop and they give me a good product, and give me good service. I'm going to keep going back there, right? And in this case, if we can give them a good solution in terms of managing their labor properly, uh, they're going to incrementally go and say, you know what, the free is good, but we want to take advantage of some of the other things that's going to be valuable for us and, and, and do that. Now, let me come back to one other thing in terms of the whole planning and the forecasting. When you're looking at the whole labor uh, side of things, there's actually two pieces to managing labor. One is the uh, actual forecasting, which takes place before time in terms of planning for next week. Uh, and this is where, you know, the system would predict, you know, uh, the amount of sales dollars you're going to do by day or by time of day, and then figure out, you know, what percentage you want that to be uh, uh, spent on labor and help you then calculate the shifts that you need that stays within that. But then the other piece of it is to actually make sure. So now you said, hey, you know what? I need to make sure that Cindy starts their, her shift at, you know, 3 o'clock and she's, you know, uh, leaving at 8 o'clock, right? Uh, and, and the system needs to also make sure that Cindy doesn't accidentally clock in at 2.45 or 2.30 or doesn't stay till 8.30. Okay, because then what's going to happen is even though you did a great job planning and you would have stayed to plan if Cindy had worked from three to eight, because she's, you know, worked either half hour more earlier or later, it's going to throw you off your budget. So it's important. And remember, I'm just making a simple example, one employee, one shift for the week. But, you know, obviously, you know, businesses have more than one employees and multiple shifts and a lot of stuff is happening. So it's important that you have a system that actually helps you proactively manage adherence to the shifts that you've created. And again, open SimSim helps you do that. So the managing the labor part is a two part process. And first is to plan it out and to make sure then that you stick to it. Well, let, let me ask you a question kind of along, along that, that lines of what you're talking about there. And it also kind of circles back to the, the whole compliance issue is, you know, we, we you, Tyler and I, we have some friends that have been hit hard um, by by that issue out in, uh, on the West Coast, especially with the meal and bre- uh, break periods. Um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, you get further over in, in the Midwest and, and the rest of the country, um, th- those, are, those rules aren't in place, but I can imagine they're going to always work. You know, everything that starts in California usually works its way across the rest of the country. But, I mean, th- these guys have been hit for, some of some of the people we know have been hit for millions of dollars in fines and compliance, and the the one of the things that I've seen a lot of people run into that they that sneaks up on them 
and and maybe Open SimSim can help with this. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can let me know, or maybe maybe it's a suggestion in the future. Um, is with minors, you know, pretty much universally um, across the majority of the states, minors can only work for um, five hours at a time, um, and and a lot of them have you know uh, restrictions of how late they can work too. So I know for the years that I was in business, a lot of times I'd find myself up against the wall and I'd totally forget. And the employee would forget and the manager would forget that, hey, you know what, it's been five hours. That employee that was supposed to be off at that minor that was supposed to be off at nine o'clock, he's still out there working at nine ten. Or and you know, he's you know, because I've got to pay him now. I mean, he's working. Even though he's working past his scheduled shift, he's working. Or or we should have given him a break. They can only work five hours, then they've got to have a thirty minute rest break and then they can clock back in. It does, can open SimSim help with that? Because that's one that's universal across all, pretty much all states. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That uh, falls into that compliance bucket. Uh, and it is in that paid feature. It is not in the free feature uh, because it is having to do a lot of calculations uh, and, and proactively manage. Uh, but believe you me, for $2.99 per employee per month, uh, the fact that it makes it so easy, what you described, there's so much stuff happening. And at 9 o'clock, that employee's supposed to be clocking off. Guess what? Everybody would get alerted that, hey, this person needs to clock off and is being clocked off. And, and, and the software just does that. And what it then does is it's helping you proactively manage your compliance risk, right? It's not letting you – it's that safety railing that it's not letting you fall off the, 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 the cliff. Yeah, that's 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 important. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That's you know, I mean, I it, it's it's pretty much impossible to be compliant 100 percent of the time anymore because they just keep stacking the rules up. So if if you're still trying to do it the old fashioned way, you're all you're, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a mess. But I mean, with as many rules as there are now in today's today's times, I mean, you gotta you gotta have a piece of technology to to help you to manage that. That's great. Um, so Siler, do you, do you have any, anything, any questions? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here just going through that, you know, and, um, all of these pizzerias, you know, a lot of them, I was talking to a guy yesterday and, and he's, he's having to train new staff and, and do all this crazy stuff. And then I'm seeing on, you know, different forms out there, people are having hard times teaching people how to, or they're having to retrain. Everybody's always having to retrain new employees. And, you know, a lot of times that whole forecasting allows you to put, you know, when I got into Open Simpson, I was able to play around and say, hey, look, I can now budget for training hours. You know what I mean? People don't understand how bad that'll screw up the bottom line of your P&L because you need to bring two new people in and you didn't account for that. So now you spend an extra 800 bucks this week in labor and you didn't account for it, you know? And, and I just love that open Simpsons, like the one shot stop. And as you grow into it, you can get into the paid version at two ninety nine on employee. Dude, that's so cheap. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here scratching my head. Like, I literally, we had 200 and some odd employees back in the day. I'd have paid for every penny of it just because of that 15 minute not clocking in or clocking out early or clocking out late and clocking in early. It would have, it would have paid for itself right there, you know? So 
I, I just, I, I can't, you know, I mean, I can't say enough. I'm, I'm very excited where you guys are going. You know, we saw you guys two years ago in the beginning stages of where y'all were. And man, it, it's amazing where you guys are today. So Roger, man, congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. So Roger, do you have any, any, um, here at the end, before we wrap up, we're going to ask you on how people can get in, get more information. Um, but, um, before that, do you have any parting words, any, any, any last words you want to, or I should say not any last words, but do you have any, any parting words, words of advice for pizza operators, you know, anything that, anything at all, you know, can be from labor to, to how bad they make their Chicago pizza in New, in uh, California. <laughs> Ah, goodness. Well, you know, the way I look at it is um, um, it's, uh, you know, when I go to a pizza shop and they take pride in what they're doing and they they serve their customers, they can see how happy they're making their customers. You know, I can see the satisfaction, uh, you know, in the owners and the managers' eyes of, you know, what they've, what they're created and how happy it's making people. Uh, And what, I want to, you know, just leave behind it. That's what the pizza shop owners is good at doing. And that's what they wanted to do when they created that business. And what we do, believe it or not, is we feel just as good making this piece of software that takes the headache out for these pizza shop owners so that they can continue to do what they're good at. And we get the satisfaction when we're doing our part right and helping them manage because we want to make sure that these good pizza shop owners are around because man, who doesn't love a good pizza, right? Right. Yeah. Pizza as the saying is pizza is life. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, um, the best way to, um, I'm going to say the, uh, the best way, um, to get information about you guys is if you just go to perfectingpizza.com, and click on free content, um, whether you're a member or not. If you're a member, if you go to the if you go to the resources uh, tab um, at the top, and then scroll down to partners, um, you'll find um, you'll find open some some there information about them. If you're not a member, if you go to the website and click on free content, we have a lot of free stuff we offer, and then there's also a dedicated page for open Simsim. But if nobody wants to go to perfectingpizza.com, which makes us sad. How else, uh, Roger, can they get information about uh, and, and get get a get a demo going? Uh, they can uh, just go to our website, OpenSimsim, OpenSimsim.com, uh, and uh, there's a ton of information there uh, and blogs uh, that can help uh, anybody who wants to get more information. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. I know we had some technical difficulties today in the beginning, and uh, thanks for being such a good uh, good sport about it and, and working through it with us. And uh, and uh, wish you all the success going forward. All right. Well, um, we will uh, talk to everybody uh, next time. Thank you for listening into the podcast.